Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And then our theme verse from John 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for gathering around your table this morning. Lord, your love and your and great salvation once again. Uh, uh, stirs our hearts. Oh Lord, you draw the hearts of your children to you. And Lord, as we uh, as we uh, open up your words this, this morning, Lord, may your Holy Spirit be our guide. And be our teacher. And uh, because your words are living and active. And, and Lord, that uh, they, these words can become our lives and our spirit. We thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, peace, brothers and sisters. Uh, in the past, we have used of this passage, John 10.10, 10, uh, as our theme verse. And it speaks to us that the Lord Jesus has come, that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. And our brothers have shared with us in the past year about this abundant life. Our brother Lucio had shared about entering into this abundance of the promised land. And our brother Maurice had shared about referred to this abundance through Galatians, referred to the abundance in God. And Brother Daniel Lee uh, had looked at the life in terms of God's expectations for the family. And he used the verse John 7, verses 37, where the Lord Jesus says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So so today, uh, let's continue to think about how God wants to give us life 
and for us to have it more abundantly. Uh, once we receive this abundant life, what do we do with that life? And what is our mission in this abundant life? Uh, uh, let's first think about what life is. Life is living, and it should be something that's continuous, and it can be passed on. Do you remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree because it didn't bear fruits? Uh, the abundant life is a manifestation of the passing on of that life continuously. But abundant life shouldn't be a state of acceptance, just taking things in. As that fig tree was full of leaves, it just kept growing leaves. And it didn't allow life to flow to produce fruits and to carry that life to the next generation. Brothers and sisters, do you know there are two main lakes in Israel? One is the Dead Sea and the other is the Sea of Galilee. Uh, the, the Dead Sea, in the, the name in Arabic, means the Sea of Death. Sea of Death. Uh, in Arabic. Yeah. And in Hebrew, it means the Salt Sea. The Dead Sea is over 1,400 feet below sea level. Making it the lowest lake on earth. But on the other hand, the Sea of Galilee is the largest freshwater lake in Israel. And it is the lowest uh, freshwater lake on earth. And it is the lowest, uh, it's the second lowest lake uh, in the world after the Dead Sea. Uh, but the Dead Sea is a saltwater lake. So the Sea of Galilee is fed partly from underground springs. Uh, but the main the but the main uh, source uh, of the sea is uh, the Jordan River. And the, and the river flows in to the lake from the north and it flows out on the, on the southern end. If you compare these two lakes, the, the Dead Sea is more than four times deeper than the Sea of Galilee. And the surface area is four times larger. And the water volume uh, is 28 times uh, bigger. 
But why is the Dead Sea so dead? And, and that the Sea of Galilee is so full of life. Because both lakes, both lakes are fed by the Jordan River. Oh, but the one great difference is that the Sea of Galilee has an outlet and it allows water to flow through it. But the Dead Sea does not have an outlet. Water only flows in, stays in, it doesn't flow out. So if a lake has no outlet, so water only comes in, stays in, it doesn't flow out, it becomes a dead a dead place. And no life can survive in it, so it's a dead sea. But we all know that U.S. churches are facing great challenges in these end times. Recently in our youth conference workshop, our brother Calvin had shared some statistics about young Christians in the U.S. Uh, so I was motivated to look up some statistics. So research was done by the Pew Research Center about um, about uh, young people in the U.S. aged 13 through 17. Uh, for, for young people. All young people. Uh, between March and April of 2019, which is pre-COVID. So looking at these data, I believe we should seriously think about ourselves and our children. So there were 35% of the teens who attended religi religious services because they wanted to do themselves. suppose it's positive in that uh, they had, this shows that they have a personal relationship with God, that they're willing to go attend the services themselves. But there were 38% of the teens that went to the religious services because their parents wanted them to go. So you know, it wasn't out of their own will uh, because their, their, their parents made them to go. And then 31% of the teens, they, they believe that only one religion is true. So the rest of them believe that many religions may be true or that no religion is true. Does that surprise you? So today if I ask you today if I ask you do you believe that your our God is the only God 
and that Jesus Christ is our only Savior. I believe most of you will say yes. Uh, but can you, do you think, if you ask this question to your children, uh, do your children think that God is the only God and that Jesus Christ is their only Savior? Uh, I knew a couple who uh, loved the Lord dearly and they served God diligently in the church. Uh, one time we, uh, we went to the hospital to visit their son. Their son was involved in a very serious car accident when uh, a car hit him while he was riding a motorcycle. Uh, he almost lost one of his legs. And at that time, he was in his uh, late 20s or early 30s, and he had a, a, a bright future in front of him. And because we had not seen him after he went to college, um, uh, Ling began to ask him if he would like to come back to the church to have fellowship with the saints. And surprisingly, he told us that he had joined the Freemasons. Uh, the Freemasons believe in a supreme being. Uh, supreme being. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or a, a grand architect of the universe. Uh, so this young man had turned from his faith and uh, he no longer believed that God is the creator and also the creator of his, his own life. And so many philosophers and presidents even uh, held on to this theory uh, and in this uh, in this society. So in, in, in this, uh, it's, a, it's almost like a secret society. Uh, but in fact, they are simply wandering outside the door of truth and not entering to receive that abundant life. So here we are today, we pray loudly in our services. And we religiously attend our Bible studies and our services. And we busily uh, serve the Lord in our church. But can we confidently say that we have shared 
our the abundant life that God has given us to our next generation. So today I, I have a burden to share about how we can pass on this abundant life to the next generation. And I may share some of what I shared with the North Jersey Saints earlier this month. Uh, so we want to review a few Bible characters uh, to understand how uh, we must we must not just hold on to our faith ourselves. Uh, but to pass on that abundant life to the next generation. And how God nurtures his inheritances through the parents. Uh, do you know who the two main judges are in the Bible? Uh, I, should, I should say the last two main judges in the Bible. Uh, Anyone? Eli, yeah, and Samuel, yes. Uh, yeah, we all know Samuel very well. Yeah, he spent his childhood with Eli in the tabernacle. And he faithfully served God's house. Uh, he even anointed two kings of Israel. Uh, but I don't know whether you noticed that when he was young, that he was very different from people of his own age. Uh, he was a very vigilant and watchful servant before God. Uh, this is very different from the young people today. Uh, we know many young people can sleep as much as they can if you give them the opportunity to sleep. Uh, but when, when Samuel fell asleep and God called him, he got up right away. And he got up three times in a row. If you call on the young people nowadays, you probably have to call at least three times before they would respond. <laughs> uh, but for Samuel, he got up three times in a row without any complaint. So Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him. And from Dan to Beersheba, all the people of Israel recognized that Samuel was the, uh, the prophet for God. And when Samuel was the judge uh, uh, for Israel, God subdued the Philistines. Uh, so, uh, since Samuel saw uh, what happened to Eli's house, he should have known not to walk after uh, Eli's. Uh, but unfortunately, from the Bible, 
we know that his sons were were just like Eli's sons. 但是很不幸的,我們從聖經裡也知道撒母耳的兒子也跟以利的兒子差不多。They were greedy for money. 他們也都很貪財,or they took bribes. 他們拿賄賂,and they perverted justice. 他們就歪曲這個公義。So every time I read this portion of the Bible, 每次我讀到這段的聖經,I wonder why Samuel or he would follow Eli's old ways.我就一直想,為什麼撒母耳會重走這個以利的道路呢?But looking at the current situation in our churches,但是如果看今天教會的情形,there are many parents who serve faithfully before God.有許多的父母他們忠心的服侍神,but many families have children that left their faith when they were in high school or college.但是他們的孩童很多也有的就從高中就離開了我們所信的道。We know that Eli uh, judged Israel for 40 years. 我們知道以利做事師40年。And he was 98 years old when he died. 他死的時候98歲。So Eli might have served God as a judge since he was 58. 所以我們這樣算,他從58歲就開始服侍神,做師師。So by that time, his son might have already been an adult when he started serving God. 所以當他那時候開始服侍神的時候,他的兒子可能已經成人了。And it might have been too late to try to discipline them. 可能已經太晚來管教他們。Or it might never have occurred to Eli that he had to discipline his sons. 或者可能從來以利就沒有想過他應當管教他的兒子。So scriptures tell us that Eli knew his son had done iniquity. 聖經也告訴我們以利他知道他兒子所行的惡。And that they're bringing curses upon themselves. 並且他們把自己自己招來自己的咒詛。But Eli did not restrain them. 但是以利卻沒有管教他們。He could have forbidden his sons to go to the tabernacle in order so that they would not blaspheme God. 以利可以不讓他的兒子進到會幕中,因為他們在那裡亵渎了神。so when Eli was old, uh, he gave up on his sons. 但所以當以利年老的時候,他就只能放棄了,不能不不管他的兒子。So they became totally corrupted and finally judgment came to the family. 他們就完全的敗壞,最終審判也臨到了他們。So what about Samuel? 那撒母又如何呢? Oh God uh, revealed to Samuel at a young age uh, about the judgment that will come upon Eli's family. And Samuel was also told to pronounce that judgment on Eli's family. And, and, and Samuel, with his own eyes, he saw the destruction that came to Eli's house. <coughs> But why did Samuel's sons follow the old ways of uh, uh, Eli's sons? And because of the corruption of the Samuel's sons, uh, the people of Israel had an excuse to ask God for a king, uh, just like the other nations. So there's no mention of Samuel's wife in the Bible. 聖經中沒有提到撒母耳的妻子。Nor how Samuel raised his own children. 也沒有提到撒母耳如何教養孩童。So this reminds me that God entrusts uh, the responsibility of raising a child to the parent. 所以這就提醒我神實在把教養孩童的責任歸給了父母。
And truly, the children are an inheritance of God. So we're looking through the Bible to see if God uses some characters to teach us about raising the children. Perhaps we can learn from some wise men. Uh, let's take a look at how uh, the two wisest men in the Bible raised children, raised their children. Does anyone know who the two wisest men in the Bible are besides the Lord Jesus? Uh, I know many people think of the Lord Jesus when uh, you think of um, the wisest that ever lived. Which is the standard answer in Sunday school. Uh, but we are looking for the two wisest men in the Bible beside the Lord Jesus. Anyone? Solomon. Solomon. Yes. Yeah, we'll share on Moses and Solomon. But we know that uh, Moses learned all the wisdom of Egypt in, while he was growing up in the palace of Egypt. And we consider earthly wisdom. Uh, but King Solomon, he asked for wisdom from God in a dream. And the wisdom, the great wisdom that God gave him was unmatched uh, any, in the world at that time. So we can call it uh, wisdom from heaven. So what can we learn from the descendants of these two wise men? How did these two wise men pass on their wisdom to the next generation. And what was their condition in the family of God when in their old age? Well, the Bible doesn't tell us much about Moses' uh, children. Uh, the Bible does tell us about he had two sons. One was named Gershom and the other Eliezer. Uh, uh, Gershom means a stranger there. Uh, because, uh, because Moses said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And Eliezer means, my God is help. Because Moses said, the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And so before Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt, the only place where Moses' sons were mentioned was when Moses encamped on his way back to Egypt. Uh, in a very peculiar passage in scripture, uh, God met him and wanted to kill him. And his wife Zipporah 
took a sharp stone and circumcised her son. 那那时候，摩西的妻子希伯拉就取了一块锋利的石头，并且啊为他的儿子行割礼。And she called Moses her husband of blood. 然后他就称呼摩西是他的血郎。Circumcision should be should be done by the husband by the man in the family. 你知道割礼是应当由这个家中的男性或者说丈夫来行的。To in order to distinguish God's people from from the the world. 好让神的百姓和其他人有分别。And it was also considered a cleansing.并且我们并且是也神也以此为洁净。But Zipporah did it to cover Moses' oversight.但是圣经却给我们看到是希伯拉他做了这件事来为了遮盖摩西的过失。Because Moses did not circumcise his own sons.因为摩西没有为他的儿子行割礼。so because of what Zipporah did, his sons were cleansed and they were separated from the sons of Egypt. And Moses uh, fulfilled his fatherly duty. And he was ready for the commission from God to lead the people of Israel. So soon after the Israelites uh, crossed the Red Sea, Moses' father-in-law Jethro uh, brought his wife Zipporah and the two sons to Moses. Uh, Moses' uh, descendants through Gershom and Eliezer. And we're told in 1 Chronicles 26 uh, that his descendants actually served in uh, David's time as uh, overseers of the treasuries and the treasuries of the dedicated things. 然后在历代之上二十六章那里就提到，摩西的后代在大卫的时候，他们做了啊圣殿呃做的那些呃掌管府库的，就是他们把财物分别为圣，他是掌管那些那个财物的。But uh, since there are not too many records of uh, Moses' sons in the Bible,但是圣经中没有太多其他关于摩西儿子的后代的记载。I uh, think we can also learn something from uh, Moses' successor, who's Joshua. 那我们可能也可以从摩西的啊，这个接摩西班的这个约书亚来学习。What was his condition like? 约约书亚的情形是如何呢？Many people will remember that Joshua was with Caleb when they as spies they went into to explore the land of Canaan.我们都知道约书亚和加勒他们做探子来探这个迦南地。And they returned with a good report.他们也把好的报告带回来。so in their generation, only Caleb and Joshua was able to enter the promised land. But in fact, Joshua followed uh, Moses when he was very young, and he served him as a, as a servant. You know, in their first battle against the Amalekites, we know Joshua was the one that fought the Amalekites in the valley. 战斗中，啊，约书亚是在前面带领以色列人征战的。And the Amalekites represented flesh in the Bible. 那在圣经中，亚玛利是代表肉体。
And at that time, Moses was with Aaron and Hur on the mountain. 那时候亚伦和户尔就在左右两边撑着摩西的手直到日落。So Joshua slew Amalek and his people。然后约书亚就杀了这个亚玛利人。What a picture showing the importance of praying for the young generation。我们看到这是一幅图画告诉我们祷告的为下一代祷告的重要。As the young people encounter or encounter the the enemies face to face。当我们的下一代在与仇敌那里面对面交锋的时候, we the older generation can pray for them. 我们年长的一代可以为他们祷告, so that they can triumph over their enemy. The flesh. So ultimately, Joshua succeeded Moses and led the Israelites into the land of Canaan. So what was God's evaluation of Moses' life? Uh, in the recorded in Numbers 12:7.在民数记啊十二章第七节。And also Hebrews 3:2.也在希伯来书三章二节。That Moses was faithful in all his house.那里讲到摩西在我的全家尽忠。That is in the house of Israel.就是以色列家。and what about Joshua? What was God's evaluation of him? We can tell from his declaration to the people of Israel that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we see how Moses had learned all the knowledge of, of Egypt and, and the world uh, when he was growing up. 我们看到摩西，他年他成长的时候学了埃及和世上一切的智慧。For the first forty years of his life，在他的前四十年当中。Then God spent the next forty years to undo everything he learned in the first forty years。但是接下去的四十年，神又让他所学的都归于无有。Just like pressing the undo button on your computer, it erases every your previous actions。就像电脑上你可以有这个，就是取消你之前的操作。So but this is so that so that in the last forty years of his life, uh, he could he could uh, lead God's people in the wilderness. 因此，在最后的四十年，他可以带领神的百姓在旷野。And Moses uh, also uh, led Joshua to become a servant uh, who is faithful in all the house of Israel. 那并且摩西也把约书亚带起来，能够成为一个在神家中忠心的仆人。So now we come to King Solomon. Uh, we all know that King Solomon was a king of great splendor and wealth. Uh, when our Lord spoke about the lilies of the field in Matthew 6, uh, he even said that uh, even Solomon in, in all his glory uh, would, were not arrayed as one of these. 啊，就是所罗门，所罗门极荣华的时候，他所穿戴的还不如这花一朵呢。But we can see how uh, uh, Solomon was in great splendor. 但是我们也可以看出所罗门他是有那个荣华。
So Solomon went to Gibeon to offer our sacrifices. And the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And Solomon asked the Lord uh, for a wisdom to judge God's people. And because he didn't ask for long life or for riches for himself, he didn't ask for the life of his enemies. But he only asked for wisdom. So God gave him a wise and understanding heart. So that there was none like him uh, before him and there was none like him after him. But with all this great wisdom that God had given him, Sadly, Solomon's heart still turned from the Lord. Uh, in 1 Kings 11, it records that beside the daughter of Pharaoh, King Solomon also loved many foreign women, such as the women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. 在列王记上十一章第一节那里说，所罗门王在法老的女儿之外，又宠爱许多外邦女子，就是摩亚女子、亚门女子、以东女子、西顿女子、赫人女子。So because King Solomon turned away from God，所以所罗门他转离了神，and he did evil in the eyes of God，他在神眼中行看为恶的事。He did not, as his father David did, uh, fully. Follow the Lord. So his son also did not walk in the way of God. When King Solomon realized that God was going to take away to take away the kingdom and give it to uh, his servant uh, Jeroboam. Uh, Solomon's reaction was not to return to God or uh, to discipline his son uh, so that they wouldn't follow his ways. Uh, but in, in fact, he sought to kill Jeroboam. So, uh, after uh, Solomon died, it was in the hands of his son Rehoboam uh, when the, the nation of Israel was divided into two. So as we compare these two wise men, uh, Moses and Solomon, uh, we should consider why the descendants of these two men uh, have very different outcomes. Uh, let's consider first the, mo- the mothers of these two wise men. Although Moses was raised in the palace in Egypt, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And Moses grew up under the guidance of his biological mother. And he learned all about God was what his mother had taught him. He knew that he was a Hebrew and not an Egyptian. And he hoped to be acknowledged by the Hebrews 
even though his ways at that time was really full of flesh. But God used God used uh, his time in the wilderness to teach him to be a shepherd. Because the people of Israel were like sheep without a shepherd. And in order to be a leader, he must first learn to be a servant. He must not use the knowledge that he gained in Egypt to try to lead God's people. He had to be a shepherd to lead God's people out of Egypt. Although due to his flesh, uh, Moses was not allowed to enter the promised land. But God trained his faith uh, by allowing him to to view the promised land from afar. Before he died. Uh, and when he finally beheld the face of our Lord Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, Moses truly entered into rest. So we know Moses taught his successor Joshua to have a heart that loves God. So Moses, he was faithful in all God's house. And for Joshua, it's as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So King Solomon's mother was Bathsheba. When King David was about to die, uh, uh, Bathsheba only had one concern. Her only concern was whether her son, uh, uh, Solomon, uh, could take over, could succeed instead of instead of uh, Adonijah. But after David died, Bathsheba even pleaded with King Solomon for Adonijah. So we, we don't know how effective Bathsheba was in teaching Solomon. Uh, but we do know that Bathsheba was not very wise. Uh, in fact, it almost seemed that she couldn't tell right from wrong. So what about Solomon's next generation? Did King Solomon teach his sons about the spoken word of God? Or did he teach them through the way he lived out the word of God? We know from Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes. Uh, he many of his targeted audience was his son, because he mentioned many times, "My son, my son." 
我们知道他写那两本书啊，很多是对着他的儿子所讲的，因为里面记载许多次说我儿啊我儿。But did he live out the word of God? 但是他是否有活出神的话呢 ？Oh, that is a big question mark. 这是一个很大的问号。At the end of his life, Solomon's heart, as we shared, turned to many foreign gods. 我们已经讲过，在他的晚年，他的心转向许多外邦的偶像。And God said that Solomon forsook him. 神说，所罗门离弃了我。And because of what he did,、uh, God said he will afflict the descendants of David. 因着他所行的，神说我要使大卫的后裔受苦。Uh, but not forever. 但不是到永久。Uh, in the end, God saw Solomon as evil in his old age. 甚至最后，在他的晚年，神看所罗门为恶。Uh, we know Solomon's、uh, successor was his son Rehoboam. 我们知道接替所罗门的是他的儿子罗波安。Uh, his mother、uh, was Nama, who was an Ammonite. 他罗伯安的母亲名字叫拿玛，他是一位亚门人。One of the foreign gods that Solomon worshipped、uh, was Milcom, the god of the Ammonites. 然后我们也知道，所罗门那时候所拜的一个偶像就是摩洛，他就是亚门人的神。Do you know how they worship Milcom? 你们知道他们是如何敬拜这位摩洛偶像吗 ？They burn their children as offerings. 他们就是使他们的儿女经火来献祭给这个偶像。Had they treasured their children and raised them up by their love? So we can see they were treasuring their children, using love to raise their children. They would not have burned their children to this false god. If they had, they would not have burned their children to this false god. So we mentioned earlier that Bathsheba couldn't tell right from wrong. So we mentioned earlier that Bathsheba couldn't tell right from wrong. So we mentioned earlier that Bathsheba couldn't tell right from wrong. And Solomon, at the end of his life, also could not distinguish right from wrong. 那所罗门到他的晚年也是不能分辨是非。His successor Rehoboam's mother was an Ammonite. 那这个他接替他的罗伯安，他的母亲是亚门人。And this Ammonite led Solomon astray from the way of God. 使在这位亚门人就把所罗门带偏了。So when Rehoboam became the king after Solomon died. 当罗伯安在所罗门死后做王。Uh, Jeroboam came with the Israelites to ask Rehoboam if the burdensome service、uh, that they had to endure under Solomon could be lightened. 那那时候耶罗波安就带着以色列人来，以色列人来见罗波安，问他说，是否我们在所罗门王时代所受的这个负担可以轻省一些 ？And Rehoboam、uh, did not、uh, did not inquire God. Uh, nor listen to the advice of the elders that served under Solomon. 罗伯安既没有求问神，也不听从那些服侍他父亲的臣仆。Uh, but he he ins he uh inquired uh and he listened to the advice of the fellow young man that he grew up with. 他就听了一些跟他一起长大的年轻人的话。So as recorded in Second Chronicles 11, uh, we know Rehoboam, um. 在历代之下十二章。Oh,、uh, Rehoboam, he he fortified many cities in Judah and Benjamin. 嗯，那里讲到罗伯安在犹大地建了许多的坚固城。Although the Bible commented that Rehoboam, uh, was he dealt very wisely for the kingdom of Judah. 啊，虽然圣经提到罗伯安对于犹大国来说，他是很有智慧的来经营。But when he strength, when he established his kingdom and strengthened himself, 
uh, he forgot God. Uh, when he established the kingdom and strengthened himself, he forgot about God. He forsook the law of the Lord. And so Israel followed him. So God to Rehoboam, he was he God was only Rehoboam's comfort blanket. He only sought God when he needed some help. And he did not walk in the way of David. So at the end of Rehoboam's life, Second Chronicles 12, and this was God's evaluation of Rehoboam's life, that he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to pursue, to, to seek the Lord. So we, we saw from the two judges, and then the, these two wise men, whether it's the example that's set by the father or the discipline of the mother. They both have a great influence on the children. And their, their influence could affect the family or it could impact the nation. So finally, let's take a look at those when they're at a young age were called by God to be used by Him. Now, there are many who are called by God at a young age to be used. Uh, we'll mention one from the Old Testament and one from the New. Uh, from the Old Testament, we think of Daniel. Now, we're, we're now in the last days of our end time. And so we often study the prophecies of Daniel in our Bible studies. Uh, Daniel was a very unique person. Uh, Brother Dana in our Bible study on, on uh, Isaiah, he mentioned that Daniel uh, could be a dry tree uh, like a eunuch uh, as he served the foreign king. But we cannot be sure exactly. But clearly, Daniel was taken captive to Babylon when he was young. And he purposed in his heart not to be defiled by the portion of king's food and drinks. The Bible does not record Daniel's actual age. Some Bible scholars believe he, he probably was at least 13 years old. Because uh, they would refer to some as young people if they had 
have had their uh, bar mitzvah or their coming of age ritual. And we know Daniel was also very knowledgeable. But he must not be an adult because the Bible would have called him an adult and not referred to him as a young man. So his likely age was between 13 and 20. So brothers and sisters, aren't there many young men and women around in our midst of that age? Although he was taken into captivity at that time, he was able to boldly ask the master of the eunuchs that he must he he not be defiled by the king's food. Uh, do you think he was able to do these things because of uh because he was taught by his parents uh, before the captivity? Or was he taught by others in Israel uh before he was in captivity? Yeah, I believe it was likely that Daniel was his motivation, his conviction came from his parents that uh when he was uh when he was being And this good virtue of faithfully following God's way was carried through his entire life and his service. Through three kingdoms and at least four kings. Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar the Babylonian. Darius the Mede. And Cyrus of the Persian. So let me ask you another question. Let's consider for a moment. Can we confidently say that when our children are put into Daniel's uh, situation, that they can also boldly testify to those that are in power uh, for the sake of being set apart and kept pure for the Lord. Of the testimony of life comes from life. What you as parents or teachers say to the children in your homes or the gathering place will be displayed as a spectacle to the world. Uh, on the stages of their children's lives.在我们做父母的、做老师的，无论你在家中所说的、在聚会中所说的，有一天好像都会被世界所看到。So another young man that specifically mentioned in the New Testament is Timothy.另一位在新约中被提到的年轻人是提摩太。The Book of Acts mentions that Timothy's father was a Gentile, a Greek.在 使徒行传中提到，提摩太的父亲是一位外邦人，是一位希腊人。But his mother was a believing Jew. 
So in the first chapter of Second Timothy, uh, Paul mentioned that Timothy had a genuine faith in his heart. And this genuine faith, Paul believed, was first in the hearts of his uh, grandmother Lois and also his mother. Uh, uh, so Paul was convinced that uh, Paul uh, that Timothy had this this genuine faith. But we know that Paul regarded Timothy as a spiritual son. And later Timothy also became Paul's uh, faithful co-worker. And, uh, since Timothy's son was Greek, uh, Timothy's father was Greek. So Paul took on the responsibility as a father and circumcised him. And he continued to teach him until the time when Paul was about to be poured out like a drink offering. Why did Paul choose Timothy? Because the foundation of faith was laid in him uh, by his grandmother and his mother. And Paul also reminded Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in, uh, in, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So Timothy was you greatly used by God because of his maternal grandmother and also his mother and the spiritual father, uh, Paul. So we've looked at two judges, two wise men, and two young men. Uh, the testimony of life comes from life. Uh, in the passage that we're familiar with in Deuteronomy 11, uh, the word of God uh, is put into a phylactery or this scripture box to be hung on our foreheads. Uh, so we must meditate on the Lord's words uh, day and night. And as parents, we must pass on this word of God to our children. If you are a parent to be, you must also resolve in your heart that to pass on this word of God to the next generation. So life can be passed on. So the same is true of spiritual life. Our spiritual life must not stay only in our generation. We should be able to pass on 
of that spiritual life to the next generation. And spiritual life is not just spoken in words. Uh, it should be a daily testimony to our children. So that way, when our children face adversity, um, they, they can stand firm just like Joshua uh, in the face of the Amalekites. And they can be like Daniel to testify for their sanctified life. And in this crooked and perverted age, they can be like Timothy, who let no one despise his youth. Just as our young people shared beautifully last Sunday, they can be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in uh, faith, and in purity. So, brothers and sisters, we should not be a spiritual man only in the church. Uh, doing our services, fulfilling our responsibilities perfectly in, in God's house. But we should strive to make our homes also as the place of God's presence. Pray for our next generation to fear God. And let the children be involved in the Lord's table at a young age. So that they can understand the meaning of the Lord's table. Don't think that they don't understand because they're young. And just allow them to do whatever they want. Tell them from an from tell them from an early age that we are all sinners. And that the Lord Jesus died for their sins on the cross. And we can sing, we can praise, we can uh, pray to him today because of his love. Uh, I believe we all love our children. Uh, but we cannot be beside them all the time. So the best gift we can give them is to put them in God's hands. Uh, that they can build a life relationship with God. And that their faith can be exercised so that they can grow in Him. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for this abundant life you have given us. And we know that you desire for us to pass on this abundant life to the next generation. Oh Lord, we, we pray that your words will be so living and active for them. 
And that their hearts can be drawn to you so that they, they will never depart from you. Oh Lord, help us to be a testimony and uh and, and we can worship you along with our next generation. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen.